I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hey y'all, this is Riley. You might recognize me from the Demon of Rex Road Place episodes of the Real Haunting Podcast. I have collected a lifetime of ghost stories in what I like to call my haunted journal, and Noah was kind enough to invite me back on here to share some of those stories with you. Before we get started into any of that ghosty goodness, however, I do think it's important to get into a little backstory and a little bit of how I perceive and interact with the energy that's all around us in this world. For as long as I can remember, and from the stories I've been told for some time prior to that as well, I have been able to see and interact with the paranormal. This seems to run in my family as both of my sisters have confirmed to me that they've had their own interactions. It was very reassuring and helpful to me as a child growing up surrounded by what became sort of like two worlds. The real world, and note my air quotes there, and the world that was invisible to everyone else. We, my sisters and I, had an outlet somewhere we could go to keep ourselves in check and reasonably grounded. We could bounce things off each other and more often than not get some form of validation, which I believe I was very lucky to have. Moving into some of the things about energies, as a child, I was able to physically see with my regular eyeballs as opposed to the mental images and impressions you get in like your mind's eye, but I could actually see different colors of energies. 
It was a beautiful light energy in all the different colors. I don't want to say the word sparkle because that's not quite right. Think about like the snow type of TV static, how it had the pixelated shifting movement to it. Sometimes some of the entities I would see would appear in just this energetic form as dancing colored energies. At some point between four and six years old, I became aware that I had some of the same type of energy and light in and around myself as well. I used to enjoy playing with and manipulating this energy. I could concentrate it into a ball or a laser and you could imagine how much fun that was as a kid. I used to create little imaginary friends to play with as well. My favorite was a Batman, just flow with my imagination as we'd run around the house together. Maybe I'm just a nerd with an over and active imagination, but hey, I'm just here to tell my story. I started being able to push that energy out all around me as well. Imagine the energy field is a balloon and I'm inside the balloon and I can push the energy field out like someone's inflating the balloon. And that's actually become a very powerful tool for me as far as clearing spaces go. And usually if I want it to, it will work like a force field where it will push whatever it is away. But sometimes, especially if the energy is particularly stronger or anchored to something, it won't push it away, but it'll basically map out the area and I'll see in my mind's eye and I'll sense where in proximity to me are the different things, spiritual things and entities in particular. Um, it's interesting too, because if I map out the area and there's an entity that stays, it has its own energy signature. But if it's attached to an object, the object will often have the same energy signature. And I see that a lot of thrift stores, especially once there was a yellow couch at one of the stores I was at with my mom as a kid. And that couch had an entity attached with it. I didn't physically see this one with my eyes, but the impression I got in my mind, it appeared non-human. It had a head and hands that it had its own consciousness and it could do things, but it was more coming out of like a veil or cloud or something kind of non-distinct. And that had the same energy reading as the yellow couch that was at the store and they were, they seemed to be attached. The ones in the thrift stores that I have come across, um, they've all been very inactive and bored. I get the feeling like they were almost just waiting for a new home to go to. Anyway, I developed over the years this technique where I, once I have my initial energy and field mapped out, which is usually white in color, I can use another energy, either my signature purple or maybe like a gray if I need something more solid. It kind of depends on the entity. And I just encapsulate the spirit of the entity and I push the second capsule bubble outside the field of my first white one. And like at my house, this is how I clear and protect my space. I set my boundaries in a white field and I go a step further in my own space and I'll build up a wall, which to me and my energy, it goes up like a pyramid with the big, strong blocks. And each block is infused with an intention statement like this is my space or love and light energy here only I have very, very recently added in the intention phrases, but they seem to be working well. So I push the bubble outside my wall and open it. But once the creature exits my field, I can't see it in my mind's eye after that. If it's something I'm already seeing physically, I can still see it. But if it's only an energy reading impression type vision, I let it go beyond the wall. 
it's kind of like if, if you see a bug in your house and you don't really want to squish it, you can catch it and let it go outside. It's exactly like that. This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels and oh boy, I just got my box of Wild Grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Getting into how the energy reads out to me, uh, there's a few different things that come into play here. Obviously, the visual aspect of it we covered pretty well, but there's a few other components that go into that famous feeling that everyone talks about getting in the presence of an entity, at least for me. Uh, one of them is, and I hate to use this term because I feel like it's sweeping with a very wide brush, but it comes down to actual literal vibrations to me in two ways. There's um, there's an audio tone for one. I hear internally with my mind's ears for lack of a better way to explain it. It comes in like a hum. I think of an orchestra tuning the string instruments which could be just how it manifests to me because I'm a huge fan of string instruments. I played orchestra in high school and I still have a bunch of string instruments too. Also, it has a weight to it and the heavier, deeper tones indicating a more negative or menacing energy where a lighter, gentler hum would be just that, a lighter, more friendly being. The really bad ones, like the demon in the basement of the old house, for example, they also have a deep almost roar thrown in the mix. Okay, so if you listen to 
heavy metal or screamo. They do those guttural screams, but blend that with like an intensely low hum and a heaviness that almost makes the air stand still. Hug. <laughs> I'm getting shudders just talking about it. That's gross. Um, I also get like a feeling in my stomach too. But for me, that's a little trickier to navigate. I think it's because I do get jump scares fairly easily. So even if the energy reading from a spirit isn't inherently bad, that initial shock and fear of just seeing something where it wasn't there two seconds ago, especially if it's kind of creepy looking, which I think in general, my mind is able to process visualizing these entities in a little more creepy way. Uh, then they might deserve to look, even the ones that might not be bad or might be nice or good. They look kind of scary in my mind's eye sometimes. But I think that's really going to vary just by person to person. I know my sisters and I had a good bit of visual slash interpretive variance in the images or imp impressions we would get from these entities. We would pick up that there was an entity in the same place with the same mood or vibe, but visually it would appear differently to each of us. I want to say more often than not, unless it was a particularly stronger or more present entity. Some of them, when it's more clear and they have more texture and more colors that you could see, you could pick up. There's other ones that are just kind of everywhere where they're just gray shadow Things are not usually super 3D. Sometimes they can look that way, but if it's just a blank gray, it's just a spirit passing through. But getting back to the gut feeling, I really have to work through the initial jump shock first before I can get an actual read. But it also works like a scale, just like the audio readings would come in at different pitches, ranging from high to low. The gut feeling comes in like either knots on the darker type of entities, different levels of knots in your belly, ranging from, holy crap, is there a bathroom nearby to the lighter ones, uh, feeling more like you swallowed a dandelion, and it's a gentle um, tickle, or if, if you swallow that TV static, if you don't mind me going back to the same example again. And I don't know if that makes sense when I say you can kind of feel the colors in the pit of your stomach with the different weights associated with the energy. Like the happy, fun ones feel like bright oranges or yellows. The inherently good ones come in as white or golds, sometimes silver, something like that. One of my spirit guides I recently met always comes in with a little glittery touch. So I think it's different for the different energies. And all of the video and audio and gut feelings combine also come in with or sometimes lead into what I've often heard referred to as the download of information or the inherent knowing. I like to use the term impression, but they all kind of go hand in hand in these sorts of instances. It might be words or maybe mental images or just connections to things. Often a name will come in this way. And all of it comes together to paint what's usually a pretty clear picture of any given situation so that I get what I think is a pretty good read. It helps me know when it's okay to be curious, when to run, when to get rid of something, or if it's okay and just wants to chill and kind of hang out.
So that pretty much wraps up my basic style of interaction with the paranormal. I hope it wasn't too much for any of y'all. And if it was, feel free to drop an email and let me know the name of your best psychiatrist. Uh, even as a true believer in the paranormal exists, I am still constantly studying and questioning my own experiences for other explanations first, which I think is an important way to keep myself grounded and guarded so that I'm ready for the real experiences when they do occur. I can't wait to come back next time and share some more of my experiences with y'all from my haunted journal. If you want to find me in the meantime, you can always check out my art page on Instagram, realm.of.inspiration. The regular one was taken, so I was stuck with the dots in there. If you want to take a look at all my spooky art, that's on there. Some of which are the renderings of the entities discussed in these haunted pages. So I'm excited about that. I also have an online shop where you can get merch from tumblers to t-shirts with my spooky designs. And that's at www.realmofinspiration.com. And you can catch me on Facebook at Realm of Inspiration as well. Additionally, if you've had a visually striking paranormal experience, first of all, tell Noah about it by emailing realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com because we all want to know, but also tell me about it. I would love to see if I could pick up a reading on your entity from your story and draw it for you so you could have an amazing piece to share with all your friends. And with that, I'm Riley, and thank you for listening to this episode of My Haunted Journal on Real Hauntings Podcast. Ooh. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.